Okay, I'm actually going to start it now. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so uh, Ryan, do you want to do a nice countdown? Um, from what? Five? You can surprise <laughs> us, whatever number you like. All right, uh, four, three, two, one, start. All right, hello everyone. My name is Dylan, also known as Tie-Dye here on YouTube, and welcome to episode two of the Pixel Pusher podcast. Today we have two guests. Since it's our second episode, we thought we'd switch it up. Uh, we have two awesome people, both from very different sort of representations of the industry. Our first guest, if you'd like to introduce yourself, Taylor. Uh, uh, hey guys, it's uh, Taylor Brandenburger, uh, Associate Art Director and Lead Artist at uh, Deckergon. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, keep going, keep going. No, that's, that's it, man. <laughs> I got sure. nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that works, man. Yeah. And then we also have uh, a good friend of ours, Brendan. Hey guys, uh, my name is Brendan Vermeltfort. Uh, I just graduated uh, about a year ago, and now I'm working at uh, EA as an environment artist. Cool, nice. cool. And of course, co-host Ryan Levesque. Uh, hey guys, you already know me from the last video, but yeah, I'm Ryan Levesque. And uh, so the main reason we wanted these two guests on today is because they both come from different parts of, well, sorry, different starts in the industry. Brendan went to school and taylor is self-taught so we just wanted to hear their advice and like their stories that they went through with two very different paths i guess cool yeah so i mean i'm sure if you guys have looked in the comments or followed me on twitter or anything like i get bombarded with this question all the time and just in general i think there's not enough sort of explanation on on should you be self-taught? Should you go to school? And hopefully we can clear up a lot of that stuff for you guys uh, in this podcast um, over the next you know hour or so. We can go over a bunch of questions. A lot of you guys ask stuff on Twitter. So uh, we've got a pretty solid amount of information to get through here. So so hopefully this helps you guys out if you're you know trying to figure out what's the best for you and, and what's good and what's bad and, and so on. So uh, awesome. sweet. Ryan, would you like to, to start it off? Uh, yeah. So... This is a question to both of you guys. You guys can decide who wants to go first or not. But what was the most difficult part about how you entered the industry? And what would you change if you could go back? Uh, Brenda, you can go first on this one. Oh, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> what would I change? Um, I think networking is a huge part of entering the industry. And I think at, at least the school that I went to, they, they, didn't, they pushed it a little bit, but not to the extent that I probably should have gone to. Um, the, the school that I went to kind of pushed more for uh, a demo reel, which wasn't necessary um, to entering the studio. As an environment artist anyway, I'm sure if you're going to animation, VFX, something like that, a demo reel or a sizzle reel would have been like a, a lot more efficient for you. Um, but a demo reel is not, not really necessary, and, and a lot of schools haven't really adapted to that uh, new aspect. They're kind of very much like pushed back. They, they like something visual that the school itself can show off. So Yeah, it's kind of like free marketing in a sense, mm -hmm. if, you, if you think about it that way. Um, well, but I guess like overall looking at college, like how did you feel about your experience? Like, like all three years, was the time sort of spent well there? Yeah, yeah, I think it was definitely spent well. It's, it kind of depends on um, like who you are and your kind of work ethic, but it, mm -hmm. it was definitely very valuable for me. Um, I got to kind of like, they kind of guided me on a path that I probably wouldn't have known um, 
if I just like didn't go to school. So personally, it helped me a lot, and I'm I'm really glad that I went to school for it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like you weren't too sure if you wanted to do environment art ahead of time, or just mm-hmm. sort of yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I just I actually wasn't going to, before I went to school. I, I had only done uh, like three D modeling once or twice in, in Inventor, actually, not in any uh on any game game modeling suite. So going to school really brought me to that path and I'm really enjoying it. So cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely uh I, I had no idea, man. Um and then I guess Taylor, your your experience is like total one eighty of that. Yeah, so um yeah just basically started off with uh liking the idea of game art. Uh, never really thought I would pursue it. It was just like a, a backlog thing. It's just something I like video games, so I obviously liked how games were made and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, to go back on to what uh, Brendan said about the whole demo reel thing, uh, I can't stress this enough because even at DuckWeekCon, we get asked, or just me personally, I get asked, you know, demo reels, portfolio. Uh, demo reel is a very old way of thinking, in my opinion. If you're an animator, sure. Um, but even then, the thing about demo reels is that you can hide a lot of things. Um, so that's the number one thing. Like when I get sent a demo reel, like I want to be able to observe everything about the things I'm seeing. And uh, sometimes you sometimes you you can't get the the, the gist of it. Um, so yeah, usually you can hide a lot of things. But going back to the question, uh, yeah, to start off as a, it started off as a hobby, and then after senior year, so I got it. I got it in it pretty late. So turning 19, uh, just needed a kick in the ass and just get it going. And um, what, what was the original question? Just so I'm, I'm uh, staying on topic. What was the most difficult part about how you entered the industry? Uh, and what would you change if you could go back? If I can go back, I wish, because I talk about this with my coworkers, is that today there's just so many good resources. Like you have mentorships by these class industry guys like josh lynch you got you got the oh, what's the other guy matthew o um just class that back then you know all you had was youtube so you know there wasn't really that much uh you know this is the right way that's the right way so trying to, to pick apart you know what's the correct way of how to go things about that was very difficult because you know you don't really know what's right for wrong is when you tell when you have someone telling you or when you have to like go out there for yourself and f- find it you kind of have to sort through the junk um but luckily i had a an awesome friend dennis porter who uh who basically before the whole mentorship thing was big he had he did it on the side but he only did it for people that he he saw value in so it was more of like a, a chosen thing and he did it for completely free out of his own like you know want to get artists better and uh so i did that with him and uh man that totally turned my 3d world around uh the amount of knowledge i've learned from his is insane so you know i basically summed up probably what, what would have taken me two to three years additional to you know like three months four months learning an entire pipeline and how to perfect the pipeline. Um, so yes, if I were to go back, I, I would, pers- cause I, what I did was I, I took a year to learn by myself and then 
towards the towards it's like okay like i'm not growing i realized i wasn't growing i wasn't getting better i was like okay i really have to like i really have to step in the gas so i reached out to him because he offered it to me a couple uh months before i was like hey okay i'm ready for this like mentorship like let's do it like i'm not gonna like back out this time so that was essentially what led me up to that and um yeah i still thank him to this day for it for sure because um just sorting through that junk as a self-taught is extremely hard but nowadays it's very easy you know people have tons of mentorship programs that you can just sign up for yeah it's a little you know it's a little expensive but um my because like some of them are like 800 to a thousand a crash course for a couple weeks but in turn you know you're skipping out on a lot of things um and especially time uh learning from these class guys yeah like so, yeah. Uh, a lot of these courses like cgma and like you said those mentorships it's like yeah they're kind of expensive but i mean you know the network or, or the connections that you're making through that not to mention like if you were to go to school in the That's states true. especially like i don't know what's mm. going on down there we were talking about this <laughs> in our last podcast but like your guys Shit. tuition <laughs> dude it would have costed me two hundred fifty thousand dollars for four years so yeah yeah, no, that's a hell no. That wasn't like in money. Uh, I'm very fortunate to where uh, my family can't afford it, but it's not really about the money. It's about the time. I wasn't mm-hmm. really sold on spending four years of my life doing that. And uh, obviously, I don't want my parents to pay that insane amount of money. But obviously, looking back at it now, it's ridiculous. But you know, when you're in that bubble of school telling you that you need to go to school, you need to go to school to be successful. It's it's like you kind of give it uh, like, oh yeah, of course it's going to cost a lot of money because it's going to bring me all the success. But now I'm looking back at it, I'm just like, I'm very glad that uh, I didn't drop that tuition because it's insane. It's only going to get worse too. So yeah, yeah. Um, I guess this is actually a pretty cool transition here. There's a Someone on Twitter actually asked us uh, at the silent violin. He says, like, more or less um, for both of you, and this is piggybacking off of the last question, like, from the position you're in, what do you sort of envy from the other side? Like, let's say, you know, school, the financial thing, like you said, totally out of the equation. We're not going to talk about that. Like, is there anything uh, looking at a school that you sort of wish you had going on? And then same to you, Brendan. Like, is there anything looking outside that you wish you could do you know that that school kind of restricted you from because i know for at least me and my experience and maybe ryan can attest to this too it was like there was always so much going on you barely had time to kind of step out and and do what you want to do oh yeah for sure like for example we had to learn animation and we had to learn like all that other stuff (laughs) that isn't really related to environment art like we not just the basics though we had like intermediate animation classes intermediate cinematic classes so like we had to make sure our grades were up to snuff in those classes as well as working on our environment art portfolios yeah so i guess we can we can start with brendan on that one like anything you wish you know that you you would have had if you sort of went a uh, self-directed route um, well, I would have saved probably four years of schooling. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I actually went to, uh, what well, one thing that I do do like about school is I actually went to a university for programming for art or for games. Um, and, and I didn't like that. So I, I got to switch. Um, I, I think if I went like more like self-taught, I, I would have, I wouldn't have like gone through like a bunch of different, like, uh, like programming or animation or, or concept mm-hmm. art, and I would I would have just gone more in like one direction. Gotcha. Yeah, I I think 
like you, you brought up learning animation. I, I think it kind of sucks in school because you're wasting so much time. But now that you go to a studio, you you can do animation. And that, that's yeah. like one big thing that a lot of people don't realize. Um, like I'm just an environment artist, but th there's a lot I do. Um, like a lot of tasks that I have that involve animation or working with a concept piece or, or adapting a concept piece. So um, that that in terms of school, that was really valuable to me. But in terms of uh, I, I probably would have you could be a lot more focused and like excel at one thing if you're self-taught um, like prop art. Um, like you guys said, you couldn't spend a lot of time doing prop art in school and and a lot of uh, uh, teachers don't necessarily know prop art. They might know animation, they might know concept art, so they won't necessarily be able to help you mm -hmm. in in that one field that you want to learn, mm -hmm. which is really unfortunate. Like do, doing a mentorship, like you said, um, Dennis Porter helping you, being able to like just dive into exactly what you want to do and exactly what they know and someone who's like, who has tons of experience can help you with might be way more beneficial than learning something from a bunch of uh, a bunch of teachers who aren't in your field or don't want to or aren't in the field that you want to be in. Yeah. Totally. Super no, that's a, yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, for me, uh, the thing I envy probably on the other side is the social aspects of school. So you know, being surrounded by um, other artists constantly. Uh, and just interacting with people because you know when you're when you're self-taught it's it's all you so it's you know you don't have someone to go bug um it's literally uh just it's everything it, you're the you're you are your biggest hurdle so it's like you know there's no one you can't like make up a distraction like it's just everything that you do self-taught is at your own will so um it's very you're all in or it's nothing with, with self-taught. And um, I think with school, you might, you, you can, you have you have social aspects that, cause I'm a very social person. So I think that's the one thing I envy on the other side is that social being, you know, interacting with your teacher, interacting with friends. And I talked to Clinton plenty of times and he said that, you know, most of the, most of the people that, you know, we talked to today that are our clients, he, he knew from school or he knew from a job. So just like, that networking that comes from school is something that definitely can't be replicated um, when you're being self-taught, unless you are in a, a uh, community. Like, you know, Collab was a really good opportunity to network, and, you know, Dynasty is a very good channel to network, and just everything. Um, but, yeah, definitely the peer-to-peer the, the -peer social interaction in, uh, in real life, <laughs> of course, was uh, something that I envy for sure. Totally. Uh, yeah, can I actually can I actually play on that? Um, so, yeah. uh, having being in a, like a, a room, what a lot of people don't um, kind of take in is being able to just communicate to other people. Working mm. in a studio, that's all you do is communicate with other people. Um, so, okay. so if you can learn those skills in the classroom, it'll it'll be way easier working or transitioning into a studio, for sure. Good show. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, definitely see that. Even like when, even when uh, we're doing contract work, I do sometimes uh, uh, have to open up, like just some characters to get some guys to you know get used to just the interaction. Because uh, even even though we're an OS studio, we still have that barrier where um, sometimes people aren't socially, uh, I guess, 
the best and uh sometimes uh to say the least Me. it's socially not there um but um yeah i can i can see i can it's probably a lot worse in person um but yeah definitely i guess a, a good rule of thumb is to just be very just be social it, it'll help you out in the long run even though uh, it might be a little tough for you at first but yeah that's a really good shout brandon yeah i, I guess as someone who's kind of been in both positions even if just briefly because i uh, was doing some contract work with you uh, at yep. Decagon and, and it's encouraged to sort of have everyone in a chat room while they're working. Um, I think that's like a super smart idea and it's definitely something that helped out a ton. Yeah. Um, as far as like getting to know people and it sort of made the whole experience more fun, but uh, being in a classroom and someone who's been in a studio, like uh, you definitely can't like replace the actual experience of that. You know, you have an issue, you get up, mm-hmm. you tap someone on the shoulder. Um, it, it's definitely yeah. like that on its own is worth it. Uh, you know, yeah, it just preps you. Exactly. Um, let's see. I guess, Ryan, if you want to keep her going. Yeah, well, actually, about that as well. Uh, I wouldn't have met Dylan or Brendan if it weren't for school. And oh, okay. yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's instantly some good, uh, some good communication there, some good networking. Like, I'm yeah. sure we have a bunch of other friends that we never would have met unless it was for school either. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, without school, I would have had a lot less friends, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, anyways, so for the next question... Um, Actually, uh, can I add one more oh, thing? Yeah, um, yeah for so, sure. Uh, one thing that, that going to school can really help a lot of people for, um, like you're, you're paying a lot of money for, for the schooling to begin with, but um, a lot of people don't have access to a computer or access to software. So going to school can really help that. I know like before I went to school, I just had like a tiny little laptop. So I'd have to do like art tests at school. I had to like do do a lot of like freelance work at school and that kind of helped me a lot. Um, That's cool. So it's definitely like a different perspective for some people, but like it just kind of depends on your current situation and how, how you're willing to put in the effort. Cause you can learn without like all the, the high tech software and all the high tech hardware, but um, it's just, just your own path. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's also a lot slower. Like imagine hmm. trying to, I don't know, build lighting on a crappy <laughs> little laptop in unreal. Yeah. But I mean, whenever like, like, I, I totally get that argument, but for me, it's just like, you know, if tuition, for example, is let's just round it to 10,000 a year. It's like, mm-hmm. you can get all the equipment you want and like, several mentorships for that Mm -hmm. that's true that's true but let's say here's another thing that i don't think we've covered at all is actually well brendan touched on it a bit but when i went to school i had no idea what in games i wanted to work with i was Mm -hmm. thinking hey maybe level design Mm -hmm. but i'm like i i just knew i wanted to work in games i didn't know where to start i didn't know if i wanted to be an artist or if i wanted to be a programmer but yeah. going to school, I got a taste of all the different things. And I'm like, actually, environment art, like modeling and building environments, that's for me. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to also mention is that um, I guess co- going in as a generalist and then coming out as a specialist. Um, it also is like very beneficial as in, uh, you know, you're not if you're if you got asked in a studio like, hey, can you do this? Or like, it's super easy. Can you just do this real quick? Um and it, it was something that was discussed in school. Like, you know, obviously maybe someone who is self-taught never even thought in their, in their, 
in the world that they would have to be dealing with some like you know prep like rig prepping or something but you kind of, since you guys kind of like brushed over it in school you guys kind of have that flexibility be like oh yeah i can i can do this or i can do that i might not be like you know crazy good at it but i can at least prep it so we can you know do other do other, like do other stuff besides you know just uh modeling cars or just modeling you know whatever yeah um but yeah um actually before ryan just like moves forward with this i just wanted to say super quickly because i know um like i said a lot of people always ask me about should they go to school or not and i don't want to feel responsible at all for <laughs> persuading someone to do that because i mean we have some buddies <laughs> yeah, it's tough. shout out to uh mo and linden who actually went to our school because they watched my videos <laughs> uh don't hey, do that <laughs> please don't do that um like everything we've talked about so far i just wanted to bring up this point kind of seems more of like um, things you learn based on the social construct of school rather than the actual education. Um, just something mm, to keep in mind yes. uh, because, yeah, the education is typically very, like it'll help point you in the right direction, but then everything else is sort of morphed by your relationship with the teacher and the relationship with your class. So Yeah, it's like what you do outside of that yeah. realm. You know, they kind of laid the foundation, but they are definitely not going to uh, broaden that uh that horizon of just like showing you every little thing like no that's all on no, you like, they'll, they'll lay the they'll, they'll, they'll lay the road but no you you gotta you gotta travel down that road exactly and yeah that's something that's something that not a lot of people um or a lot of, that's not something that a lot of people see once they're in it and i think that's what dallin's trying to say is that once once he saw for what it was he's like oh he's like uh, i don't know about this yeah and now he's kind of looking at you know he's looking at the inside out everyone's looking at the outside in and, he, and he's like guys it's not that it's not that you know dreamy as you, th you may think it yeah is. it's like when you break it down it's like how much was done by the school and how much was done by you and was that ratio worth yeah. the the fee of entry if that makes sense yes um and the totally. stress yeah, yeah and the stress oh yeah <laughs> way too much stress yeah, yeah. three giant yeah actually um... in, in four months <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy man i actually I, I mentioned it a little earlier too but you don't necessarily align with the background of your professors so i again for for us uh, especially a lot of our teachers were animators mm -hmm. we didn't have uh, a lot of teachers with a strong modeling background oh no yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really unfortunate and on top of that you don't necessarily know specifically what like you should do research before you go to school. You should figure like which teachers are there if they uh, are best suited to your uh, what you want to go down. Since we had a lot of animating uh, professors, they couldn't really help us a lot in like environments or in real, which is unfortunate. But another thing is a lot of teachers in schools right now, or at least in public schools right now, don't nec or haven't necessarily been in the industry for years, so they're not up to date. Um, Dylan, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you guys had this, but um, the first year I entered school, they were persuading us to use Photoshop over the substance. Oh, suite. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. our first year. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> so you're definitely you're definitely learning like consistently, but you not you might not you're sorry you might be pushed on the wrong kind of path. Again, learning like 
learning how it's it was done before how other people might tackle something can be extremely benef beneficial when you get into like a studio and you see how every single asset is put together in different ways for example when you're bug fixing and you have to pull someone else's asset up and you have no idea like how they figured it out um if, if you kind of like learn the basics and learn other people's uh uh, kind of pipeline you can kind of better understand and easier fix like the the problem they were having so i don't know it's it's kind of it's kind of up in the air but definitely do your really research is. before you go to school <laughs> yeah i mean that's what's so that's what's so strong about these mentorships man like just just drop eight hundred dollars and you get this guy who knows exactly like especially if you know what you want man like the mentorships what a deal um <laughs> just to cut through the the fat like honestly yeah because there was yeah people think oh go ahead sorry people think like oh they see like the 400 hundred dollar price tag and they're like damn i don't want to drop that like yeah right literally but you're paying thousands of dollars yeah. into school but it's it's because there's a huge stigma behind getting a diploma and getting a degree and moving forward that yes. that a lot of people don't see I, I can touch more upon that later but it, it's it has a lot to do with like your personal um discipline mm -hmm. yeah um, and that's something that i i get a lot of uh people come up or people will ask me like i'm just like oh just you know i don't have to teach you all this you know you could just literally go sign up for this for this guy's mentorships and you guys drop the link I'm like yeah but it's kind of it's expensive and it's like okay so you you so you'd rather pay two, uh fifty thousand dollars in tuition uh a year <laughs> it's like okay yeah let's let's do that it's like you know it's uh yeah it's it, it, it that's it scares me that um I get it. Money can be tight, but you know, fuck. Well, I think a lot of people just, are scared because it's like, at least if you come out of school and you don't get a job, you have like a piece of paper to wave around. But if you do a mentorship, even though it's way cheaper and you don't get anything out of it, which, which would probably be rare. It's like, you don't have as much to show for it. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be that. Um, it could also be like some sort of, cause you know how school kind of presses it down on you over time. They teach you more and more think maybe people might be scared about the the overwhelming amount of information that is going to be fed in that mentorship mm -hmm. like i could see that too like imagine you know you know nothing about 3d and then matthew goes teaching <laughs> you all about 3d you're like dude what the hell is this guy talking about yeah. <laughs> so yeah it could be just you know um that barrier mm -hmm. so, um, yeah but yeah well, I, but I think the mentors i think i feel like the mentors would uh, you know cater to that i think it's a paranoia yeah, and I feel like if you're just starting and you like think that a mentorship route might be right for you and like self-taught mentorship that stuff, not school. Um, I think that like starting on YouTube before you even do the mentorships is a good idea. Like, let's say you want to learn 3D and you see Matthew O has a mentor mentorship and you're interested in it. Go on YouTube, find like a simple tutorial. Make sure you're okay with learning 3D yourself before you drop that money. Yep. And yes. like, there's some good YouTube channels out there. <laughs> die, die. <laughs> and then Who's like, that? there's some other. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, you can find Thanks. a bunch of resources <laughs> on YouTube, and then you'll know if this is something you're interested in before you drop that $400. But that's it's the same thing for school as well. Like. Mm. You should still, like, let's say you're going to school for game development, check out YouTube, be like, hey, uh, I want to learn how to model. Let's see if I'll enjoy learning how to model in three, four years of school. 
Yeah, actually, um, that's that's another thing is, is three to four years. A lot of people see the mentorships like I personally did when I first started out and I was like first learning. They saw the mentorships is like, wow, one month. Uh, I don't know if I can learn like more than I can from a year of school in one month, but you totally yeah. can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you can learn. Um, like a year's worth of schoolwork and more from a mentorship because it's cool. it's so like it's so toned down and so like so precise on what they're teaching you that you can just excel in one month and you would would have been able to in a year yeah man i mean i learned the entire pipeline in like three months mm-hmm. probably a one month but it took me two additional months to perfect it but yeah and you sure as hell bet if they if you have a question about anything, those guys are gonna know the answer. Those are the guys that you wanna ask because they're gonna tell you how you know, why it's better to do this and why it's bad to do that. Which is I'm I don't think you'd get that. Um, those answers, you know, when you when you have professors that are catered to different um pipelines. So yeah. Yeah. Well I mean Ryan, yeah. you can answer to that, right? Because you, you did the mentorship and the school, so like how was the learning experience oh, yeah. compared to both? Which mentorship did you do? Um, I did one with Billy Metjunas through the okay. Mentor Coalition. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's. I unfortunately chose the worst time possible to do this mentorship because I was also building three scenes at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, I'm like, I get you. yeah. So weekends were strictly for the mentorship, and then every weekday I was doing classwork. I, I had no time to myself really. On top of that, like I was doing esports team stuff with the school oh, cool. and a bunch of non-game art stuff and so i didn't really have much time to focus on the mentorship so basically the mentorship i ended up just being like hey uh i'm building this scene can you kind of like look over my shoulder and make sure that it, i'm doing it right so if i ever had any questions on the scenes i was making for school i'd shoot billy up a message and he'd respond and what it what mentorships do when they're marketing they're talking about how you're going to learn from the industry's best, right? But yes. it never it never tells you uh, saying that you're going to end up having this connection for the rest of your life. Like whenever I had I still have a question, Billy's always able to answer it for me even after the mentorship's over. Yep. And that right there is worth more than the price I paid for it, right? Billy's yeah, a great guy awesome. and like can't put a price on that stuff. For sure. Um, no, that's, yeah, I same here with Dennis Porter, uh, very close with them still to this day. And yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could move on to the next question now, right? Yeah, I think we're good. Cool. Yeah, well, let's do that. Um, so Kiru on Twitter, replying to Dylan's tweet, they say, uh, how do you measure your own abilities in each situation being self-taught or through school to make sure that you are able to meet industry standards when entering the workforce um i feel like you you do have to compare yourself a lot to other people um i'd say the biggest thing i tell people is that when they'd say oh i can't get a job or why why can't why does no one want to hire me or whatever i say well go look up whoever's working there look up their look up their senior and see what he's doing. And if your work does not compare it to his, then you're, you're not going to get in. If there's similarities, then yes, you can't. You may be able to get in, but you know, do what other people are doing. It's, a lot of it is just comparing yourself. Um, that's that's the biggest thing because you can't be cocky when you're self-taught. 
um, because you, you won't you won't just get anywhere, or, or nor will you progress as like an artist and as a person. Um, so yeah, a lot of it's just comparing yourself to what's already in the industry, like what's the talent already in the industry, and uh, yeah, I still do it to this day, even though I'm in the industry. I but I do compare myself to like what other people are doing, and if I do not, if I don't hold up, then I I you sure as hell you'll find me loading up Blender and learning how to do all this crazy shit because uh you know that's how you stay relevant and that's how you uh you stay in the industry because part of it's like you know everyone's saying it's so hard to get the job industry but you know you gotta stay in the industry mm -hmm. you can't just like you know you know learn Google SketchUp and stay in Google SketchUp you know you gotta <laughs> kind of have to progress and you know learn different programs that's why right now I'm learning Blender um, because is slowly going to start creeping into the industry. So just staying relevant and uh, keeping up with the bar that other artists are setting. Don't scare me with that Blender stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone keeps talking Blender's about that. Uh, I'm like, no. Blender's coming up, man. It's getting better. Like a, it's like a drug, dude. You tried Blender? <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, it's fun. But yeah. Yeah, um, but I guess like uh, just sort of like continuing on with that a bit more, like when, when you were sort of like in the heat of, you know, getting caught up to speed and teaching yourself everything, and obviously you're continuing to do that, but like when you were starting out, like how did you sort of know when you were on the right track when you were sort of making big sort of progress jumps like what was your sort of timeline like did you give yourself like a certain window or, or like did you just say you know by the end of next year i want to be this good like what what kind of units were you measuring your uh, skills by um i would say part of it was going i never really had a goal that said like oh i'm gonna make i'm gonna be do this in this amount of time it was always because i knew how crazy of a journey it was going to be so i didn't want to give myself goals because say if something were to happen that prevented me from that goal that i would no longer be able or i i, I would feel bad because I, I wasn't able to achieve the goal so I, I tried my best not to give myself goals because when you're learning uh having like a goal that's like hanging around your head can be a little like like daunting mm -hmm. um now it's a little different i i prefer to set goals now but back then um uh say the say the question again it's good <laughs> oh <laughs> um, wait ryan do you want it so yeah i'll say it. no worries um how do you measure your own abilities in both situations to make sure you are able to meet industry standard when entering the workforce yeah, and part, part, I guess part of it is just no, having the right people, knowing the right people. Obviously, uh, being in discords, you learn a lot from what other people are doing. So, again, comparing yourself to, you know, what's this guy doing? This guy got a job because he made that portfolio piece. Why does everyone like this portfolio piece? And then you kind of pick it apart and you, and you understand why. Or, and then also seeing people's work in progress is slowly develop. You know, kind of compare your, comparing yourself to that. And... Um, I guess another big thing was seeing, you know, just making a really solid portfolio piece and then it's, and then seeing the community perceive it well. I think that's, that was the biggest boost for my confidence when I made the MGD programming device. And that was still, that was still in a very transitionary phase for me, but I did a solid job. I, I told myself I was going to do this, that, and this. And I told, I even told myself that um, I was going to get a job from it. So it, I just kind of went in with that mindset that, you know, there's nothing that's going to hold this piece back. Everything about this piece is going to be perfect. And I set that goal and I did it. 
and it was it got a ton of attention and mostly i never get attention for or like any of my art station posts because they're kind of you know whatever and it's something i tell a lot of people um that say you know oh my art station doesn't get a lot of likes or my art station doesn't get a lot of posts it's like well there's it's not the community there's something there's something that you're doing that's not working that's not fitting um whether that be the assets that you're making that you're posting they're not you know i've seen so many crates i've seen so many barrels like i don't really want to see crates i don't want to see barrels i want to see something that i've never seen before so that's something i i try to post a lot and i try to do um because that's something that when we did the when i did the dennis porter mentorship uh he always whenever he had an idea he he went to our station and tried to see if he can find any other asset that was like it because he wanted to he wanted the the students to have portfolios that no one else do you want us to have assets that no one that you could find you couldn't find anywhere else on art station so having that uniqueness to your portfolio where you can't see this anywhere else because as soon as i made that mgd programming device that my green concept i saw maybe like five mgd programming devices the next month <laughs> so you know it's like kind of it's kind of uh staying on that creative side and not doing what other people are doing, but also getting that standard um, because sometimes you kind of have to look, you kind of have to step back every once in a while and be like, is this really that good? Or is it just my, just my personal opinion because it's mine as Um But if I were to look at the, if I were to look at the programming device now, I'd be like, oh, I can change a few things here, but overall it's a very well asset. And it was perceived well because of those things. There are standards in terms of like, edge width poly usage all all these things and you know obviously the screenshots played the role and the clickbait of it so um yeah that's definitely one way to stay uh i guess put yourself on the right track when you're on when you're self-taught cool uh that actually reminds me if i can find it i'll i'll put this in the description there's actually a really good thread on um poly count where a bunch of people it was like as soon as they got into the industry they post their portfolio and it's just like um kind of like where they were when they stepped into the industry uh, and got their first studio job or contract position or something. So for a lot of people who are starting out and trying to find that bar, I'll I'll put that down there if you're curious. Um, But I guess we can move this on to uh, Brendan now if you want to take a stab at it. Yeah, so I'm just going to play on on Taylor really quick is if you see something super repetitive online, like you see a lot of crates, a lot of barrels, try to stay away from it because people are going to compare you to the very best. So don't fill your uh, portfolio with like a hundred sci-fi hallways (laughs) because there are people out there that are really, really good at making sci-fi hallways. (laughs) Yes, dude. For sure. Um, Yeah. And that's the big thing is because like, um, you know, it's either, if you're, if you're going to up something, make sure it's one hell of a up because uh, when people were making all these MGD programming devices, it still didn't. It's, it's still like I'm not trying to be cocky, but it still didn't overpass, you know, the the bar that I set. So it's like if it doesn't pass the bar, that, if it doesn't pass what you want it to pass, then, then don't even make it because they are going to be like, oh well, you know, this MGD programming device is great, but like compared to this guy's, it's not that great because he did this, this, and that. Like if you're not gonna go the extra mile and make it awesome, it's just like what Brendan said, you know. The, uh, there's this one guy that makes who is like a beast at making sci-fi hallways, and don't even 
don't even take a stab unless you know you're going to make a better sci-fi hallway than him or you know whatever you uh, are trying to concept or make as a portfolio piece Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as, as posting like maybe an art test or maybe like a competition piece. People are always going to compare you to whoever won or whoever's the best. So Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, like when I did the, the Ubisoft NXT challenge last year and I uh, didn't place top five, I was like probably the middle of the pack or something like that. Like when I sat down and had my interview and my critique session, they straight up told me like, either drastically change it and make a new scene with the props or get rid of it like completely because if people see that this yep. is a competition piece and you're not even like placing or anything like don't bother uh showing it off or anything like that because people will just look at the winner um and yes i don't know like like at first i'm like oh that really sucks but when you think about it you're it's, yeah it's like, it sucks yeah it's like i get it yeah. i get where you're coming from for sure so I made some changes to it, and it's mostly the same, but it's like totally rebranded and not associated at this point. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> like, yeah, I never did that. <laughs> um, what you talk about? Yeah. Uh, th this next question, though, I'm actually super curious about. I think our our friend Mo asked this one, um, and Taylor, I think your your answer will probably be pretty interesting for this one. Is how is your work life balance in each situation? So, um, Brendan, you want to go first in this time? I'm not sure. It is the direct. Is the question? Can it be directed towards Brendan too? Yeah, for sure, me? for sure. Both of you guys. Uh, it's just like with school. I guess there's more of like a structure. Not actually. No, everyone does it a bit different. Yeah, Brendan. I'd, I'd love to hear sort of how you went about it. How like just just being in school in general. Like you're you're uh, working like just balancing everything. Yeah. I guess like you know staying relevant with your portfolio and you know also dealing with the clutter that comes with school and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And, um. Is is pretty is pretty well structured for me. I think I, I was able to like the first year. I, I kind of just took off. I kind of like didn't really um, care that much. Um, I just kind of like did my own thing. But when I started getting way more invested in school, I started like talking to my peers and, and getting into it. Um, I, I kind of put a lot more time into school because I was more connected to it. So it was easier for me to. Um, kind of just do the school thing do do my personal thing um it, it's it's kind of hard too for some people who like don't live on campus and don't live uh remotely close to kind of commute back and forth like buses end at like a certain time so like getting home like super late at night just exhausted and having to wake up for like a 9 a.m lecture um is, is kind of hard on some people and i understand it uh, I, I know some people even live like 15 minutes like a 15 minute walk from school and they had trouble doing that so Again, it just kind of depends on your personality. Um, yeah, and finding then it, a balance. Mm -hmm. It also kind of depends on your school as well. So I know it was mentioned a lot before, like, oh, how much time should you put in an assignment? Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of brought up in the, in the in the last question, but an 80 in school is not an 80 in studio. So if you push yourself to get an 80 throughout, you might be getting, oh, you might be getting, like, uh, like a sponsorship or... or um, or what have you, but it, is it really worth putting all the time into just to get like an 80 in school, even if it's not like what you want to do uh, in the end? So um, it's, it's it's a lot easier to just uh, like reflecting back on the last question. It's a lot easier to just do your best in the one thing that you want to learn, or the two things or three things that you want to learn, than putting your time into like the eight or nine classes, especially if like a school like um, like I know the first two years I had. Um, 
I think it's called a GED or like a general education yeah. um, course or, or whatever. I, for, I forget what they're called. Yeah, no, yeah you're right. elective yeah, thing, okay. yeah. So, so I was learning like Canadian history that has like, it's kind of oh, interesting. Dude, I'm that has, yeah, that has nothing to do yeah. uh, with my course. So um, <laughs> if, if you just like, and then uh, reflecting on the last question is, is uh, compare, don't compare yourself to your peers. Don't compare yourself to your teachers um, because an Adian school isn't an Adian studio. So compare yourself to ArtStation. Look, look on, yes. look on Instagram. See what other artists are doing. What level is the acceptable level? Um, there, there, you can go on like Discords, like uh, Taylor mentioned, like Dinas, your Digital Bacon, and you you can learn specifically what you need to uh, to hit the the bar that that you want to without stressing yourself about like oh animation and concept art and, and all that. So. Uh, and then what was the question again? Just so I get it right. Oh, just like a uh, work-life balance when you were like learning uh, and starting everything up. Um, work-life balance. Uh, when I was learning, there's a lot of eight to 12 hour days just because, uh, just constantly learning and redoing and re, uh, repolishing. Like, you know, well, why am I getting this normal error? Uh, ask the Discord why am I getting this normal and then you know just like solving all these like little problems and then uh, but yeah not not the most ideal work life uh, very not very social in that sense um, just because of all the time I was investing into learning um, but now it's it's a little bit better now uh, I think having that room where we talk amongst the coworkers and work and whatnot i think it, that's definitely helped that gap but in terms of during that learning process yeah it's very isolating and that's something that anybody that is going to get into being self-taught has to i guess come to terms with because that's something that i hated and i dwelled on it because i wasn't being social i i didn't have that many friends so like i but i had this great career going i just needed to keep pursuing it but at some point you just kind of have to accept that you know this is you're doing this at this stage of your life you're just doing it while you're younger so you can be set up to where you have a lot more benefits when you're older so it's kind of like you know bite the bullet now don't really go out don't don't have too many friends just invest all your time into learning this program and then or just learning this pipeline and then you know once you're done then you can you know experience you know like going out and hanging out with friends and being more social because that was one thing i hated as well was you know going going through an instagram spent 12 hours 12 hours that day just learning gamer and then i go on instagram and my friends are, that are across state having the time of their life at some like college football party and it's very you you feel it for sure mm -hmm. uh it's very isolating um but yeah, so with time management, um, it's kind of like you just have to you have to go all in for like two years, two three years, depending on you know. Well, it was two years for me because I didn't have those uh, mentorships. I kind of went solo for a little bit, and then I went to mentorships. So yeah, taking that, taking going all in for that year or two, and um, then you kind of reap those benefits that you were missing through that period. And now you know you come out with a, a career and. 
a name hopefully yeah like i i can totally relate to that like when i moved to go to school like i moved to a place where like i didn't know anyone and i was coming from a city where there was like three or four really good schools so nobody left to go to the same place i did right so it was more or less uh like i mean third year i definitely got a much stronger group of friends but the first two years was pretty much like i had nothing to do but work and even though that sounds kind of sad but it was like incredibly beneficial to um you know get me to the position where where i am kind of right now so i'm I'm thankful for it but it did kind of suck for the time being yeah it definitely sucks when you're in the moment but once you get older you're like well, thank God I put that yeah. time in because now I have all this shit and now I I get to have those friends and I do, I do get to have it's like a it's it's a it's just something you have to it's like a sacrifice, you know. Yeah, you're like saving yeah, up those you're, points. You're you're just borrowing time yes. pretty much. Well, or sorry, like yeah, borrowing time from the future so that your future will end up yes. being better. And that's, yeah, and that's a lot that's a lot of things people uh, don't get when they when they have to go through that self-taught route is that it is the grind it is a burden and it does suck like it, it sucks because you know you're, you are missing out especially when you're in your early 20s or late teens you are going to be missing out um but that's something that you kind of have to accept so yeah yeah and, and actually um another thing is is people don't really realize that just because you go to school um doesn't mean you can just like oh let let the course kind of just guide you and do your own thing you still have to put in the time and yes. learn yourself like sure you, you get more of like a life balance um more than rather than just like a pure work balance but uh what me and my friends dubbed it like the, the high school mentality right like you just come in uh just expecting like oh i'm just gonna like throw homework aside like i, I don't really care i'm not gonna put the time in i'm just gonna only focus on school at school as soon as i leave just do- it doesn't matter um you have to put the time in so uh, of course. People, learn, people learn at different paces, right? So, like, I don't know, putting putting twelve hours a day might might be a lot harder for some people, but that doesn't mean like you can't put the time in while you're there. Like, I, I saw a lot of people. I, I don't know if it was in uh, Dylan and, and uh, Ryan your year, but a lot of people, as soon as they came to third year, they were like, or the last year, they were like, it just kind of dawned on them that they just kind of wasted a few years or like a few months and that they should have put way more time in so you really have to push yourself no matter what in this industry you have to push yourself to get to the level that you want to get to you can't rely on someone else oh yeah you you save that high school mentality for like animation class or something (laughs) yeah 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 something you don't want to do like i I know uh have you guys met like frank yang right like he, he wanted concept art he knew right off the bat well not right off the bat, but he knew like fairly early on the concept art. That's what he wanted to do. So by the time the last year came around and it mattered uh, specifically for him to get a portfolio out there, all he focused on was concept art. He would show up, try to finish like an assignment in 20 minutes. Like you're not going to learn anything in, in 20 minutes, but he, he didn't. it didn't really matter to him because that wasn't like the field he was, uh, he wanted to direct himself in. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had one assignment for animation class. Uh Dylan and I it was the scorpion or spider assignment. We had to do a walk <laughs> cycle of a scorpion or a spider rig, yeah. which God. was provided to us. Um I showed up to class 20 minutes early cuz I was up all night working on something else. I can't even remember what I was I working on. <laughs> but I... <laughs> literally my spider was just straight up like humping the ground <laughs> he, was, he was walking he was walking i i don't know how i passed uh, i think our 
prof was just like this isn't what he's gonna do he's not an animator we're just gonna pass him i guess <laughs> but the sad thing is like mine wasn't even the worst that was submitted like there's everyone has to do that right you have to steal time from things that are less important to you and put it towards things that are like like for example i want to do environment art so i have to like spend less time on animation still good to know animation but i don't have to do my fifth walk cycle of the month <laughs> so i do one less walk cycle and hey i'll add one more i don't know prop to my scene right mm -hmm. like it's you got to figure out how to balance between the classes that you want to do like who knows like we had one member in our class that up until the last year didn't really know what he wanted to do and he was really good at animation and he was really good at um environment art as well so he was doing really good in both of those classes and it was doing really well for him and it gave him that choice like come third year to be like okay i want to be an animator or i want to be an environment artist so you definitely shouldn't dismiss those other classes. And I'm sure, like Brendan said, you utilize like the stuff he learned in animation in studio, right? Mm -hmm. And but like Taylor, did you learn any animation, like any like yeah. walk cycles in your self-taught time? Yeah, I uh, first started doing animation and then I didn't like how long it took to render. And then um I think I actually started watching Sync New on Twitch, and he was making that big world, um, Aldrin. And that's what kind of inspired me to get into game art, because I liked how it was real-time. Uh, but yeah, I, I dived into some animation. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't rely on it, but you know, I can I can do some simple animation, like, you know, parenting and whatnot. Okay. And, you know, like, rig, get, like, get prep vehicles so they can be rigged. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But in general, eh, probably not. If I were to majoritize uh, or gener generalize a uh, uh, self-taught artist, I'm, I'm sure they are uh, not so rounded like that. Yeah, so like that's another thing that schooling definitely has because it has like it teaches you all the different parts of game development. Unless you're going to a school just for environment art or something, I'm sure there's some out there. But um... surprise, it's not a thing. Oh, yeah, I, I I've heard somewhere that there is something, but it's like really. I think there's like only one or two, right? I think Vancouver is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I believe Think Tank is very. Uh, yeah, Think Tank. Yeah, Think Tank. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they have, like, for example, my school and all the schools, at least in Ontario, that were doing game development are either game programming or game art pretty much one or game development which is both and you learn everything in those sec like kind of sections i guess so game art you're learning animation you're learning concept art you're learning modeling oh, you're learning texture you're learning art. <laughs> yeah yeah Dude, you're learning all of that life life drawings, yes. man <laughs> jeez yeah that's a no for me <laughs> yeah we had life drawings like we'd have uh, models come into our class and we had to sketch them. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, I would draw like a stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I drew. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, and my grade showed for it. Yeah, so, uh, like, I, I know a lot of guys like hate animation, hate, like, it sucks to do in school, and like, if you don't want to do it, it's not 
like you feel like it's not worth the time but like yeah, working at like a small studio you're gonna have to learn know like how to do everything and concept art it might so you don't you don't might not know how to do it like well or like amazing but being able to draw something and communicate it to something someone else is like one of the most beneficial things you can do for yourself oh of uh, like, like like my art yeah. uh, one of my art directors uh, is, is a level designer um, but he's able to just bang out a concept art super quick. Doesn't have it's just nice and dirty, but it's it's enough to convey uh, the image that he wants and he's uh, aiming for to someone else. So totally, like, even like yeah, go on. You don't have to be perfect, man. But like, of course, le- learn yeah. the fundamentals. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, you got to be able to put your thoughts across on a piece of paper, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, e- even then, like even when we're like blocking out levels for the OS, um, like I'll like. You kind of, I just thought about it. It's like this, like I remember the other day we want, we were experimenting with plastic drapes, you know, how they would fit in the scene. I literally just Googled plastic drapes, Photoshopped them, put an opacity on it and just threw it into a screenshot of the level just so we can concept it to get an idea of how it would feel size wise in the, in the, in the scene. Um, so even like in the age of, you don't, you don't necessarily even have to like, when I think of concepting, I immediately think of drawing, but like, you know, you can you can easily bang up like a model real quick. That's like a quick concept, and just do a couple drawovers of just you know like random like silly sketches or just photo bash a bunch of Google images together. Um, but I feel like that's something that in time, it's like it's like a an artistic taste. Uh, I I definitely was sure as hell wouldn't be able to do it when I was first started, but I can definitely do it now because my art eye has kind of formed over the years of saying oh, oh this looks good that doesn't look good so i think um a lot of the newer artists are, will be uh, be a little freaked out when we say yeah get good at concepting it's like no not not literally get good at concepting just just know how to you just know how to bring an image from photoshop into photo or bring an image to photoshop from google and put it on a model and like you know do like a really rough like a really really rough sketchup but something that can get your idea across like brendan was saying you know we're not looking for like some crazy shading like pencil shading and you know line work it's just something that can get your idea across but i think that's something that happens over time um Mm -hmm. with your artistic eye yeah but even being able to draw like a stick figure that's in the right pose is like Mm -hmm. like it might not get you it might not get you an 80 in school but if it conveys the uh the message it's totally yeah don't Good don't shot. blow it off, but don't like if you don't want to do it. Don't focus on. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I think it's time we can move on to the next question, right? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um. So, another person asks, "Do you think people treat you differently based on if you went to school or not?" <laughs> Is that a joke. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, people. People want to know. Uh, people. Uh, for me, because uh, of course there's that stereotype. Um, once you're successful, they they think you're like some you're some you're some hot shot. They think you're like <laughs> wow, you beat the system. You're so smart. It's like well, you know, it's not that hard. It's just you know you kind of have to just go against what people are doing socially. Man, I got so much shit for in school in high school because I was saying I was I I didn't want to be I didn't want to go to this school and and whatnot and you know. But once you once and every time I you know said it to people, you know, like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just like taking, I'm just studying, I'm just teaching myself how to, you know, be a game artist. And they're like, well, good luck. Um, but once now that I'm now that I'm in it and I have a job, 
now people look at me like I'm some like you know Bill Gates, like <laughs> I like I'm some genius. <laughs> like guys, it's not really that difficult. And I think that there's this one conversation uh, that stood out to me. I was I was at a getting my t- my wisdom teeth pulled, and the doctor or the dentist um, said, you know, oh, so you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just I'm just studying. I'm they're learning, uh, doing some business stuff. He's like, did you go to school? I'm like, no, I didn't go to school. I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, you know, doctor is going to tell me, you know, whatever whatever he's going to say. He's like, wow, dude, good for you. I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah, so many people just go to school just to go to school. It's ridiculous. And I was like, wow. Hearing this from a a professor, a a doctor, it blew my mind. He's like, keep doing you, man. Don't don't let anyone tell you uh, differently because at the end of the day, um, you know, what you can do is more than what the paper says you can do. And I was yeah, just like, that- wow. Like, it's like, that's that's like the most, because I always say, like, if you're a doctor, yeah, I get a degree. But this guy is saying, is telling me, he's like, keep doing you. It really just opened my eyes to, you know, no matter how high that degree is, you know, people are still going to have um, their true thoughts about their thing. Because he, he was telling me, he's like, you know, I have people come in and they're they're in their third year and they don't know what they want to do or if they have a, a degree that's stupid. And I'm just like, man, this guy, this guy is awesome. Like, <laughs> this guy is just really ripping into it. I love it's, this guy. It's hilarious. So, yeah. It's hilarious because he was uh, he was probably in school for yes, almost a decade. It, that probably that's more. That's what makes it so funny. <laughs> that's what makes it very. Yeah, maybe he's tired of it. He's like, don't do what I did. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are like, fuck the guy. Let, let, he'll learn by himself that, uh, cause it's like how I learned, he'll learn that school is the bad, a bad choice. If you know, whatever your degree is, but no, I feel like as soon as, as soon as a society, we start, you know, saying that, you know, don't worry about school. If it, school's not for you, it's school. For, it's, it is for you or, uh, man, there's a lot of pressure, uh, in high school here in the States about, you know, I, junior year, we were we were asked to you know start sending off letters to schools that we were interested. So from a very uh, early point, we're we are pressured to get into a school. And if you don't get pressured to a school, you'll definitely hear the backlash from you know your your teachers and your friends. I got made fun of so many times from friends, even at some point teachers just you know blowing you off because you know, well you're just gonna be a hobo, you know. Damn. Yeah, it was rough, but I, that's something you gotta you gotta be very hard headed to you know take that take that feedback and just kind of brush it off because uh, <laughs> can't let it get to you because yeah. uh, you know it'll well, affect your work. Another edge to the question, I guess. Like now that you're in the industry, do people in the industry itself treat you differently if you went to school or not, or do they just not care? They don't care. I never gotten asked once if, uh, you know, like during something or like working with people like, oh, like, you know, you know, where do you go to school? Do you... They just don't care. They really just don't care. Uh, just say the portfolio question ask, is asked more than the degree, uh, than like where I've gotten the knowledge. Like, you know, oh, okay, I see your portfolio. Like never have I once gotten asked like, oh, you know, where'd you go to school? It's like, no, it's. Like where's your portfolio? Like you know all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's it seems more like uh, your diploma or piece of paper you get from school. Like the game art equivalent is literally like your art station. <laughs> yeah, it's also kind of funny too because um, it totally it totally is. Uh, and it's kind of funny because every 
at least I, I get this connection when I do come across people that are self-taught too. There's like this bond. It's weird. It's like, oh, you went through the same struggle that I did. It's like, it's like, yeah, dude, I went through the same struggle as you. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's like that. It's like, oh, like bro points. Like, oh, you're cool. You did it. You did it. You did it the way I did it too. Um, it's kind. Of, it's weird. You see that connection, or at least I see that connection when I come across people who are self-taught. There's just like, this is that click. It's like, oh wow, you did it too. You did it like me. Oh, it's awesome, man. Like, um, because it's 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 it it was a small community of self-taught, but now it's like growing a little bit bigger but it's more than it's growing it's getting it's becoming more acceptable and uh yeah i have a lot of friends that are self-taught too and yeah they're awesome so yeah it's definitely uh not praise nor am i uh i get asked about it it's like it's you know it's whatever people people genuinely just never ask me if they do they're like oh cool and then just move on yeah yeah at the end of the day it's it's your portfolio that speaks it's not your degree or how you got there or how long you got there it took you to get there it's it's just like your portfolio what, what are you able to do like right now um yeah like I, I found way more stigma behind just saying like telling other people that i i'm going to school or i work in game dev rather than at like the actual diploma in in studio so um yeah uh People, people genuinely don't think that there's no money to be made in game art. It's like it's the wild. It's wild. It's like, oh, you're in game art, so you just play video games all day. It's like, well, yeah, we, we play we we play video games all day, dude. It's awesome. Like, oh, you, know? you make art? That's uh, <laughs> yeah. We play you video have an games art degree. Day. That's uh... <laughs> yeah, an art degree too. That's various uh, mm-hmm. last year. A lot of a uh, lot of backlash on that as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's like. Especially if you get a job offer just like out of like first or second year, man, like you, you got to really think like, is it worth getting a diploma? Because you're going to, chances are you're going to learn a lot more in studio. Um, so you just have oh. to be like, it just depends mm. where you are at the current moment. If you, yeah, yeah, I tell people, if you really want to go to the college route to stop at associates, mm-hmm. uh, take the two years and if you uh, take the two years and just get out. Uh, don't worry about anything, especially if you get a job offer, which you most likely will when you when you are in the school, just because those connections are just really nice. Uh, yeah, just drop drop it. Disregard what anybody tells you. Just drop it and just go straight to the job. Um, and, yeah, and yeah. in my experience, a lot of self-taught, uh, they do have that. They are a lot more dedicated because they got themselves there, rather than like they have like kind of a school to ride on. So they mm. sometimes have higher standards, but it it honestly just depends on the person itself. Um, but in terms of like stigma that a studio has, no one really. It doesn't matter. Never where you never. are. Never. If a studio has a stigma, put them down in the comments. <laughs> that's that's not that's not a studio, dude. <laughs> yeah, we only take Harvard yeah. students here, so. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know more people that have gotten hired out of ArtStation or Instagram that have gotten hired out of like. A specific for going to a specific school. Actually, I don't think I've, I know anyone in studio that was hired for going to a specific school. It's just oh, networking yeah, that, that would be ridiculous. I, I've yeah. never heard of that. Yeah, never have heard of that. So, um, hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess since we're we've been chatting for well over an hour now, I think we're on to our last question here, and I'm I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about it. Just in general, for for people who are a lot younger, maybe in high school, who are thinking about getting into the games industry for art, like what would you advise them to do? Where would you advise them to go? Maybe some things to consider uh, moving forward. Brendan, you can go. Yeah, start now. 
Um, <laughs> like, that, like, I, like I said, uh, I, I went into school, I went into university for programming first. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was like, oh, I'll do art, game programming. I'll just try this. I hated it. So I switched to art. I, I maybe touched like two modeling suites, like Inventor, like I said. And then uh, I just kind of found uh, what I wanted to do. So if, if you're kind of having, it's better to start when you're younger and kind of find where you want to go because then you have so many more years to learn. Like Dylan, you, you started like before school. Like by the time you got to school, you were already, you were, you were pretty like well established. You kind of knew what was going on. Um, yeah, I think it was like I started, um, the first time I used 3D was for graphic design, but I was doing it in grade eight, I think it was. And mm -hmm. then, well, that's super. Yeah. Young. And then I, I switched to Maya by the time I was in my 12th year. So my final year of high school. So by the time I went into college, I had a pretty good grasp. Like I didn't understand uh, things like UVing super strongly, but like I was aware of them. Mm -hmm. Like I, I already had like X normal installed in ZBrush and all of this. And like I dabbled with it and, and having that, like, even though it was very surface level, like knowing the pipeline, um, like even on a very broad level, like gave me a, a huge edge I found. And I'm, I'm super thankful that I was able to sort of stumble into that before going into to college. But uh, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I'd say, yeah, I remember I read this one quote, the guy said, if you want to be a game artist, stop playing video games. It's, it's yeah. Stop playing video games and start making them. That's probably the biggest thing I could tell you and get on those mentorships. Uh, at least, at least draw something, and figure out what you want what you like what you like to do um part of that was i liked watching a lot of time lapses of hard surface modeling it's just appealing to me and through that I, f I found out that i like hard surface and obviously not characters and then i also liked building or i like the idea i liked the idea of building environments and conveying story through those environments was really appealing to me so that's how i kind of come to the came to the conclusion of uh doing environment art and also uh just hard general hard surface stuff um but yeah don't stop don't waste time stop wasting time stop saying you're gonna do it and you're gonna do this you're gonna do that oh i'm, I'm just watching youtube videos like just start now like just throw yourself in the deep end and uh just learn and then through that you'll you'll appreciate the you know putting yourself out there and you know all that Sweet. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. And then if uh, oh, yeah, well, Ryan, is there anything you want to tack on to that too? Um, I completely agree with the stop playing video games and make them. <laughs> it's I mean, so true. <laughs> it really I, is. You think about that. A lot of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I spent a lot of time playing video games. <laughs> yeah, man. League of Legends right when you come home. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> exactly going like, eight hours <laughs> it's crazy yeah i uninstalled yeah. league of legends oh. <laughs> last sorry two months ago it was the best thing i ever did honestly yeah. like, i've so nice. been so much more productive right? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous so true you'll never get me to yeah. uninstall <laughs> 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 building that work ethics in, in high school is just way, way more important. Because if, if you just slack off for four years and then go to school with that high school mentality, you're going to struggle, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, I got like a quick funny story. Like I was at the bus stop coming home from work the other day and I have like a, a Ubisoft backpack and um, this guy like tapped my shoulder and apparently he went to the university here and he was telling me like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, trying to get into programming, do all this kind of stuff. And then I was asking him like, oh, what kind of games do you like? And he's like, well, recently I've had like no time to play games because I'm always busy working on, on code and stuff. Uh, and I'm like, this guy, yes. man, <laughs> yes. that's the right attitude. Yes. So it's crazy. You can tell. You can yeah, definitely I mean, tell. Oh, that's what that's what kind of separates those guys that kind of get in early. They just again just putting themselves in that mentality where it's that the tunnel vision, just like game art, game art, game art. Uh, and it's, it definitely doesn't make it easy when you have friends message you saying, "Hey, you know, hop, come on, hop on and play." It's like no, you, you kind of have to sidewind it, just be like tunnel vision on the goal and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's crazy because like you can. I, I never realized how much I've or how long or how frequent I play video games. Once, once I got away from video games, you realize, wow, I used to play Modern Warfare two for twelve hours a day when it came out. Like that's insane, twelve hours. That's insane. Like you can do so much in that time, um, especially with like League. I played League all the time in high school, and man, I wish uh, if I could trade that for. 3D modeling and you know doing all that, man. I'd be very far right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to like yeah. A, like a lot of people, just like we have a really small, friendly industry um, for the most part. But uh, just just message someone if you want to start early. Just message someone on like LinkedIn or ArtStation. Just type in like like 3D modeler, environment artist. Just send someone a message. Be like, where can I start? Do you recommend like any tutorials or mentorships and like it, it might seem like a lot, especially if you're like not like there socially just to kind of rant message a random person. But it, everyone's super friendly, man. People are willing to help you and everyone wants to see everyone else excel. So, yeah, actually, I, th yeah. I think I was telling you this before, Taylor, but that's literally how I met Clinton and, and ended up doing some work with Decagon was. Yeah, I saw he liked my stuff. I didn't know who he was. So I just sent him a message and asked for, for feedback and. Before you know it, I'm I'm able to sort of make some proper assets and get something written on a on a resume because you know I was just trying to have people totally. help me out and get some feedback. So everyone's super open to that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's such a great industry, honestly. Yeah, that's what it's it's, it's uh, big, another big thing is just completely saturate and immerse yourself into the industry. Uh, I think. Because I, I literally, I had Twitter beforehand. I was like, you should just like public Twitter, sick friends and whatnot. But now it's like I removed all of high school buddies, <laughs> any friends. It is now strictly game art. Uh, I got uh, artists that I like. So now whenever I go on Discord, I'm immersed with 3D. Whenever I go on Twitter, I'm immersed with 3D. Whenever whenever I go on ArtStation, I'm, I'm immersed. My YouTube's immersed with 3D. So just like everything is like just surrounding yourself with the same imagery. And you'll slowly find yourself becoming like, oh, I'm going to get on uh, Blender today and learn this. And I'm going to it's going to be a great time. I'm going to learn a lot. Uh, just so like just kind of like prepping your surroundings with, uh, you know, the goal or like just like just people that have the same ambitions as you is super helpful, at least for me. Um, just is setting the setting the mood and, and also just being inspired by like seeing just constant crazy art and and whatnot you know whether it be something that people someone posts on twitter like a work in progress or like something you see in the discord just like constantly surrounding yourself with talent and um inspiration can also be very beneficial when it's time to actually sit down and do some work at least that's something that i found 
very because uh, I've recently started doing that as of maybe maybe a year ago, just completely saturating myself in it, and I love it. It's awesome. Like I get, I just go through my Twitter. I'm just like, it's like Nerd Central, man. <laughs> like everything's just like, oh, like look at these, like look at these faceways, or look at this crazy sub D add-on in Blender, or like, you know, look at you know Matthew O's new uh, mentorship, or look at Josh Lynch's new materials, or look at Daniel Thager's new uh, tutorial series. Like it's crazy. Like you can just like always stay relevant and always know what's going on in the industry that you want to be in. So yeah, I'm not sure, Brendan. Would you have to agree with that? Yeah, man, 100%. Like I said before, I think I said it, but like, don't, don't compare yourself to your peers. Don't compare yourself to uh, just people in your, your current vicinity. Like, get, get out yes. there and uh, emerge yourself in like the entire industry. Don't, don't just hide in your, in your little, in your little, yeah. Group. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Cool. Um, I mean, I guess uh, I'm looking at the time now and I'm thinking, I mean, we should probably start wrapping this up. Uh, I mean, I really appreciate having both of you guys on. I think this was actually like a really good chat. Um, before we go, though, is there anything you guys would maybe want to shout out or anything you want to ask each other uh, before we wrap things up totally? Um, if you need an OS, reach out to Dekugan. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have much to plug. Cool. What about you, Brendan? You have uh, a portfolio? You want you trying to get the extra followers? Trying to get a few under followers? Nah, I think I'm good, man. <laughs> Just follow follow, follow tie dye, man. Oh no, good <laughs> channel. Make uh, sure to uh, comment, like, and subscribe yeah. on this the video, like guys. Button, guys. Yeah, man, a, smash the like button, boys. If we don't get yeah. ten thousand likes on this video, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, that's but, awesome. That awesome. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun, man. Thank you. Sweet. Yes, thank you. Uh, Ryan, want to say anything? Well, in all seriousness, if like anyone listening to this has any ideas of any future uh, future talks that you guys want us to talk about, or any like questions, uh, make sure like definitely comment or tweet to either Dylan or I, and we'll try and get that stuff covered, and we'll try and talk to that person, or we'll try and I don't know, whatever you comment, like we'll try and get it done for you, and. Yeah, don't be afraid to just message us. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I think that'll do it. So thank you guys so much for, for listening, and thank you to our guests for coming on. Uh, on behalf of everyone, I mean, yeah, thanks for watching. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great yeah, day. Yeah, pleasure. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>